Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Back on the program, a little day NFL talk. More preseason football was canceled over the weekend. Did you see this, Amory? The Jags and the Fins? Yes, I did. It's unfortunate. Well, football's not safe. Let's be real transparent. Yeah. Also, um, I don't know how well this is going to go over with our listeners, but I'll be the guy that's going to say it. This cutting everyone at the end is proven to be a bad decision. So what we're doing, NFL, what the NFL is doing, is they're creating a false sense of opportunity for like 40 dudes. And there are 40 dudes that are going too hard in the very end to prove a point. And there are dudes that are ending up incredibly hurt. Also, owners of NFL teams charging full-season prices and full-season beer and full-season parking for these preseason games. This whole thing is just a gigantic, gross exploitation and money grab to get people to the venue, spend money at the venue, and then not even give you the full service, the full entertainment, the full product that was quote-unquote guaranteed to you. To me, this is as bait-and-switch or carny as possible. I think I'm really disgusted by by the preseason product. I'm really disgusted by the idea of how quickly these teams want to just cancel these games based off of an injury, and I don't feel that we would continue to have this if they kept their traditional cut schedule and there weren't 40 hacks that are going to be cut from every single roster out there flying around trying to hurt each other to prove a point because they believe that that's the only style to grab a final roster spot. Kyle? Thank you, Amory. I don't think it's them that they're the only people who thinks that's the style to make a roster. That comes from the top down. I agree. Like, what do you hear all camp, all preseason? You got to want it more than the next guy. You got to we put the pads on so he could hit. Like, show us your worth. Of course they're going to keep doing this. And I think this is like, if we continue to see this trend of really bad injuries throughout the regular season, it is high time to start talking for real about equipment changes. No more stupid puffy doilies in the preseason. We got to address the armor that we're putting on the biggest, strongest people on the planet to smash into each other because it's going to get worse and worse. I promise you every single year of the NFL, these players are getting bigger and stronger and faster. And the equipment is not protective anymore. I get the idea decades ago that it was made to protect people. It is not that anymore. That is armor. They are wearing armor. The, the prize at the end of the NFL rainbow is so great now that it's such a cutthroat 
environment. I'm going to talk primarily about the NFL right now because we're talking about the NFL, but this is all pro sports. The human body just can't keep up, Van, the way that you're describing. These dudes are hitting hard. I'm talking absurdly hard. These guys have more muscles than they've ever had. The human body is a freak when it's prepared to be a freak. And every single one of these guys has a nutrition guy and has a coach guy and has a stay ahead of the cheating curve guy. And like you mentioned, the only thing not changing, the ball, the field dimensions, like something's got to be done because these, and I think people always say the phrase modern day gladiators, but it's worse than this. These modern day barbarians are out there, not with the intent to play good football, they're out there with the intent to harm each other. And that's um, wild. It's in, it's, it's in, you're describing in a very important intrinsic part of football. Like people didn't run routes over the middle when Jack Tatum was playing safety. Right. You do not go over the middle when Jack Tatum is staring you down. And guess what? That was 50 friggin' years ago. They've only getting tougher and stronger and faster and bigger. And the injuries are going to keep getting bigger and bigger. Look, let me let me pose a thought experiment. Amory, I want you in on this one too. Okay. What is your number? I want to know that. Because that's what these guys do. Like the, a lot of people play for the love of the game. They want to be professional football players. It's been their dream since they were a kid. They've been working their asses off their whole lives. They're willing to put their physical and mental health on the line to finally exceed at their lifelong goal. But let's say, like you think, Fred, that this is just about money. So what's your number? We're proven. It is absolutely 100% scientifically proven that NFL players live shorter lives. What is your number to shave 20 years off your life expectancy? Is it 20 mil? Is it 50 mil? Is it 100? Like, seriously, what's... To shave 20 years off your life, because that's how much your life expectancy drops Can't do it. when you're an NFL player. What's your number? There's not a number for me. Like, I, there's not a number where I'm like, oh, I'll give up 20 years. Like, if, it just doesn't, it does not exist for me. See, I'm in the same boat, but we can, but everyone has a price. If you, if you handed me, well, uh, Patrick Mahomes money. Oh, I don't know. You hand me $500 million. And you said, Van, here's $500 million. You changed the course of the rest of your family's destiny. And you get to live the best life ever. Here's the problem. You're only living till 60. Is that $500 million worth shaving 20 years off your life? That's a legitimate question that modern NFL players have to ask themselves. The, the, well, the problem is the reason they don't ask themselves is because, and I've done this all the time. I did this when... NFL athlete, and I think we started this conversation with the weirdo wide receiver in Buffalo, Cole Beasley. This NFL player has always beat the odds. NFL player has always been in the quote-unquote 1% of 1% of mm -hmm. athletes. Quote-unquote right. cannot be stopped at any level. They're the shortstop and the starting pitcher and the point guard and the quarterback and the running back and the prom king, and the, we fill it out. You know what I mean? They don't hear the 20-year argument because they're going to beat that odd. Every single one of them thinks they're going to beat that odd. And then something like this happens. And this is a catch over the middle. They roll the dude over. He catches a concussion. Cool. 
NFL owner right away says eh, it wouldn't be appropriate to keep playing after everyone already paid for tickets and their seats and their beers and their food. And there's no reason to keep the lights on any longer. Sorry. Like that to me is why the question you're asking is moot because these dudes don't even hear the question. They just hear the odds and they know they beat the odds every time. But your odds of getting into the NFL obviously are astronomical and you yep. made it you made it all made the it. way so of course it. you have that mind state just to get there in the first place covid won't get me nothing else has ever got me but just like the super slim odds of you making it to the nfl they are exactly exponentially the other way around direct odds mathematically proven that you are shaving years off your life playing in the nfl you can't avoid that I know you got the winner's mentality, you got the fighter's mentality, that you're going to ride this thing to the wheels fall off, but it is going to happen. Or there's people who just live their life to the fullest, though, too. You know, you you, you don't know when your last day is going to be. That's accurate. So people, I think people live fearlessly, too, or in their faith, they're like, all right, when's my time to go, my time to go. I would like to say, though, Fred, I agree with you with the money, though. I'm just wondering... Are we seeing this more, though, because of what happened with DeMar Hamlin, though? Because we've seen two preseason games now be um, stopped and suspended because I, I think they, they're taking more caution due to what happened last season. No, I I don't think that's the reason. I think because because there's a scapegoat out of games, they're taking it. And it looks like you're walking a higher interesting road because it was walked during the regular season one time before. Um, in my opinion, it's happening more because there. And no offense to guys on the field; these guys are not NFL players. These guys are NFL preseason players. That they don't have a problem being reckless, and they can't get hurt if they hurt someone else. Mentality. I think the problem is they can get out of there, and then you get what you you cut. Back. This is going to sound so stupid. And you guys are going to be like, Fred, you're being dumb. They cut back on janitorial staff by two hours. They cut back on ticket taker staff by two hours. They cut back on the parking attendant by two hours. And that's stuff that NFL owner cares about when hosting a preseason game. Look, even if they don't make the roster, which is life-changing money, if they prove themselves to make the practice squad, you get $12,000 per week. All mm-hmm. expenses paid. That's... Mm-hmm. To over $200,000 for an NFL season. You think you're not going to fight your ass off for that kind of money, whether you make the 53-man or not? If you're the next 20 dudes after the 53-man roster, you still make over two hundred k a year with no expenses. Well, And the part you're leaving out is in every week, there's just hanging right out in front of you. Hanging right sure. out in front of you is an apple. And, and you're chasing that apple. And it, you might get it. You might get it. Just take one more step forward. Keep pulling the cart behind you because that apple is right there. And you can get it because you, you've, you've beaten all the odds. I went to high school with a cat. Um, I never talked about this on there. I went to high school with a cat who played on the Bears practice squad for like six years. And at the time, he I think he only made, oh, I'm going to tell you, 80 grand. It was before they renegotiated everything. That dude would tell everyone he was an NFL guy. Of course. Of course. Played D1 football. Killed it. Won awards in the Big Ten. Like, this guy was a dude. This dude was a guy. Played in the NFL practice squad for a long time because that apple was always right there. Never made it to the game. Another guy I went to high school with, or went to the town over, Joe Odom, played for the Bears. Joe Odom, linebacker, alongside Brian Erlocker for all this season. Joe Odom played up until two games before his NFL pension. 
and then not a single NFL team would ever put him back on an active roster because then he, they would end up stuck paying his NFL pension right. ever. And it's, in, it's incredible to me how much NFL athlete loves the game, dedicated to the game, trying to win, trying to be a part of the game, and the game does not love them. Right. The game does not care about them. The game will pass them by. Friend of, hey, friend of the show, Nate Davis, ex-Duke City Gladiators. Similar story. They wouldn't, they wouldn't give him another chance in the NFL for that exact same reason. Another year of service time, he gets a pension. Mm-hmm. Every year, there's a Super Bowl. At the beginning of the Super Bowl, there's Super Bowl highlights from Super Bowl before. And there's someone in an NFL editing room that's cutting out a highlight of, of Terry Bradshaw or of, of Unitas or of, uh, we'll get into the 80s, Joe Montana, or we'll get into the 90s, um, Troy Aikman. Because the NFL will just cut out your legacy when the time comes. They don't care. Cutting room floor. These guys trying to die. Trying to die for a thing that does not care about them. It's wild to me wild yeah i mean it's it's dark it's dark i mean we're blinded by the entertainment aspect how much friggin' fun it is hanging out with the boys having some oat sodas and some beers and some dogs cheering on our team cheering on our players on our fantasy team and just really don't realize like how much these guys are giving up they are giving up their physical health their mental health their lifelong security for our entertainment. From organizations that would pay them less if they contractually could. Is there any other option they get paid less every time? Every time. In every little escape. I'm back in my hometown and I was driving by the steel mill. I was driving by the local steel mill, right? And that steel mill, uh, it opened up in, in 1980 and it shut down in, uh, exactly 29 years and six months later. So what is it? And it shut down because why? Because at 30 years, every single one of those steel mill employees would have got their pension. Right. It shut down six months before that. So that none of these guys would get their pension. And it opened one year and one day later as a different company and rehired a lot of the same cats. And if you ever had a workman's comp case, they didn't bring you back. You broke your back in a bar fight, they brought you back. Because that's how big business works. Big business does not care about labor. They will do you wrong. They will do you dirty every time. And if they watch you get knocked out on the field to where you're unresponsive, they'll cancel the game because they care about you. Yeah, and then what's what's the recourse when this keeps happening more and more often, more and more frequently? Obviously, DeMar Hamlin was an outlier. But stingers happen all the time. All the time. People can't feel their hands and legs for hours or days afterwards, like legit spinal injuries. Like this happens every year. And we was go back after DeMar Hamlin. Is it going to be in our face enough where people are like, okay, we're going to cancel this game. We're going to cancel this game. The, the, the DeMar Hamlin's while the weird heart thing was an absolute outlier. Outlier. The, the neck and spine injuries. That's not going away. No, never going. The, away. the concussions, like the getting blacked out on the field and sitting there motionless. That's not going away. And the solution, open up the field, make it wider, make it longer. Give these guys more space to move around. Oh crap. Then you have to take seats out. Which seats? The most expensive ones? For sure as heck not doing that. Said all NFL owner always. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a double-edged sword because you make the field wider and longer. You just give them more space to run at full speed. There's that too. You have to take the armor off these guys. Well, and some of these dudes, they go zero to 20 miles per hour. I'm not exaggerating. In two seconds. Sure. 
What? And I, I'll tell you the biggest problem right now with making these big changes. It's just the optics. And when I say optics, I'm not talking about perception of the populace. I'm not talking about perception of people who want to be litigious with the league. I'm talking about literal optics because football players in shiny jerseys and shiny helmets friggin' look cool. It looks sweet. It looks so cool. The football helmet is iconic. The logos on the helmet are iconic. What's going to happen to the popularity of the league if they do the right thing and limit the armor that they put on their bodies and start wearing, like, little padded rugby helmets and thinner shoulder pads and less leg padding? Like, what's what's that going to look like? Are we able to do that over, like, one off season to protect the future of these guys? They're not doing that. You think the NFL is stupid? No, that's way too much money. They have cost-benefit analysis Every year for all of these injuries, how much is going to cost to take care of these people for their whole lives? You know, they had ex NFL players had to retroactively sue the NFL and get a class action lawsuit just to get health care. Of course, they're going to spend as little as possible. This is a cost benefit analysis by the owners group to, okay, if DeMar Hamlin couldn't have made it back, we had to pay for this his whole life. Okay, this is worth it. How many times is this going to happen a year? What's the average number this year? What does yep. this look like? How is this is this increasing throughout history? How many what eight years, ten years, twelve years away? Do we actually start talking about making these changes? When does it not become profitable to let these guys get injured at this rate? Well, you know what number you didn't factor in? If it does happen, can we save his life? Can we then put him on the ESPYs? If we sure. put him on the ESPYs, what can we sell commercials for? If we sell those commercials of that percent, what do we have to split with ESPN? Oh, don't worry. They already work for us. We're the NF freaking L. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, with every time DeMar Hamlin gets hurt, or no, I mean, that's a, that's a morbid one. Let's not go there. With every time Tua Tayavola catches a concussion, we can run an Excedrin commercial. You're like, oh, like, you, like, yeah. Oh, and it's and it's, it has nothing to do with players being bigger, stronger, and faster, and and it has nothing to do with these elite athletes having on friggin' armor. It's the way Tua falls down to the <laughs> ground. Okay, okay. It's just Tua's just got a soft neck, and he whips his head, and it hits the ground. It's all on you, him. You Give know, me a break. Rolls, when he rolls after taking a bump, but you know the team really cheers for him on the sideline now. Yeah. There's a fellowship about it. You know what he? You know what he needs to do to quit getting concussions? Jujitsu in the off season. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, that's going to uh, help it. You know our partnership with ABC and ESPN is really important to us here at the NFL. That's why you'll see Tua Tagovailoa doing ballroom dancing on this upcoming season. Yeah. See how he does that. And one of them is like him doing like a like a D'Lo Brown like head shake thing. And people are like, ooh. Also, lastly, you're right. There's there's nothing sexier in the entire world of sports than like DK Metcalf in like a well-lit photo shoot in his football jersey. Like it's the sexiest thing in all of sports. Like there's nothing cooler or tougher than that dude. And right guard or whoever will put their name all over it. Wild sport. When we get back, we're just going to have two minutes until the bottom of the hour. Uh, you know what I'd like to do, because I didn't get a chance to do it with you guys last night. I'd like to talk a little bit about Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt, the passing of two iconic WWE superstars and legends last week. I talked about it on Going Over. Um, just just kind of an interesting one. We're going to go down uh, my personal tale as it relates to me, and then 
talk about um, we're going to talk about COVID nineteen because I I bring it up pretty regular on this program. Two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. D sports animal. Play, we came to play. Back on the program. World of professional wrestling. Good ones last week. I wasn't on the program to talk about it then. We'll talk about it here for just a moment. Van and I, Amory, were in San Antonio at the Royal Rumble, which was the last televised performance of Bray Wyatt. We also sat in the press conference afterwards as he spoke eloquently about how the world of pro wrestling uh, had saved his life, had revitalized uh, his passion, his his zest for existence, as he had battled a lot of health issues. He then continued to battle health issues for about the last six months uh, until passing away last week at the age of 36 due to a heart attack related to COVID-19 issues. Van, did that one hit home for you at all, having had that personal interaction with Bray Wyatt? Um, did that one Did that one feel different? Because watching the world of pro wrestling – you often have conversations about those who are gone too soon. Yeah, I mean, I tell you a lot. Like, every time we go to an event, whether it's national with WWE or local here with yeah. your organization, Duke City Championship Wrestling, I love the spectacle. I love yeah. the ambiance. I love the energy. I love the performances. But I know I told you after the Royal Rumble and then subsequently after uh, WrestleMania that what I was most impressed with was the performances of the wrestlers afterwards yeah. at the press conference where there's just a dude in a chair and a microphone and they're talking about their life story. They're talking about their passions and how they, their lifelong passions have led to this one moment. And, you know, he was one of the best, if not the best. It was just like, yeah. just literally gave me chills that like he's able to perform at that stage in the squared circle and you know, entertain so many tens of thousands of people in person and then, you know, millions of people on pay-per-view and then have the ability to sit down afterwards and put on another show of sorts, which I thought just was just as impressing, if not more. It was interesting. I was going through my camera roll because, you know, we're there, you know, because we, we love spectacle. Like, and obviously I'm a big pro wrestling guy, but, um, you know, we do our job. You know, we take photos at the press conference. We do a whole thing. We ask questions like we're involved and. I was going through my camera roll van. I didn't get a photo of Bray Wyatt because he was so captivating sure. that I had lost my journalistic integrity. Right. I had Cody Rhodes. I had Triple H. I had, you know, I had Rhea Ripley. I had the whole thing. Did not have Bray Wyatt because it was so a moving of a, of a moment in a correspondence and uh, cardiac arrest due to complications due to COVID-19. You know that I am a COVID-19 survivor. I've Correct. Regularly. Um, there is, there is something to be said. We talked about DeMar Hamlin. There is something to be said. We're talking about Kobe Bryant's kid. There's something to be said about making sure that your ticker is right. And you and I, whenever I return from St. Louis, Missouri, uh, we're going to set up a program. Where we're going to do, do some colonoscopy stuff, and we're, and we're going to uh, go through that experience simultaneously. I'm not saying we're going to be in the same room, but the idea is we're going to I had it my way. <laughs> holding hands, you said, man? Mm-hmm, yes. Not breaking eye contact. But uh, but I don't know how far we are removed from from making sure that you, I, people of our age and and everyone at least once a year makes the effort to just make sure that your go box is going correctly. Because because with the complications of this world, the disease that engulfs it, the environment we live on, what we do, 
you're like me, Van. It's uppers in the morning. It's downers in the evening. Like it is, it is, that's caffeine and alcohol. Yes, 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 yes. Clarify. Thank you. Clarify. Sorry. But I mean, we don't live a virtuous life health wise necessarily the way that we should. And, and I, I'm feeling a real eye opener if it's my dad's sickness or individuals I recognized as, as young, healthy and, and contributors to the world, um, just falling a fatally ill to the heart disease and cardiac arrest. And specifically as it relates to COVID-19, um, yeah, just, just one of the saddest losses in the world of, of professional sports entertainment. Yeah. Talking about COVID specifically, you know, most of the majority of the people who were passing away from COVID-19 weren't young, weren't healthy. Yeah. It was usually elderly. It was usually dual diagnosis. You know, there was something else going on with their physical nature that led to them being taken from us. Then again, we're hearing a lot of stories after the fact of I have this ongoing heart defect. You know, my the the bottom 20% of my lungs will never work again. That's you know, me. That's you. Yeah, that is literally you. That's why I mentioned that. And there's a lot of these defects that are ongoing that will contribute to other ones. And he's a professional athlete with the best care in the world. Right. Insanely good diet. Obviously, you got to work out hard. Stressful environment, no matter what. Stress isn't great for the ticker. But this is an elite-level athlete who's at the top of his field, and he was still taken post-actively by COVID-19. Yeah, just heartbreaking, just incredibly sad. Um, juxtaposition against that one day earlier, the passing of Terry Funk, who wrestlers who wrestle for me in Duke City Championship Wrestling trained under Terry Funk. Um, he was a transplant from Indiana after World War II to Amarillo because his family wanted to escape, like, the war machine. Um, they moved there, West Texas, which was the college at the time where he went, and then the Funks for years recruited athletes from the west texas area uh created pro wrestling in the southwest really as we know it uh the industry would not exist the way that it does today without terry funk so uh rest in peace rest in power about those individuals and um yeah just a sad week man um here's a terrifyingly sad sat i'll give it to you right now you can only now with the passing of bray wyatt go back to the year 2018 van to where a participant in the royal rumble where they're all alive Wow. You cannot go back more than four years. And before that, it was only 2012. So it's, um, yeah, just a, just a crazy industry. Just incredibly sad. We'll step away when we get back. Today's I-9 Varsity. The I-9 Varsity, uh, what's my note here? Um, dumb, dummy Partners. Mm-hmm. Tuman on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. program really, you hey, ain't Mary, never lying hey Mary, did you get that fantasy draft done uh yes but we also have one more break after this by the way we have what i'm sorry you we have up. one more break after this just to let you know what? well yes i'm aware of how the show works okay just make sure it time flies i recognize that you have been distracted by the fantasy football draft all episode i'm also like, producing a radio show hmm. i'm super hmm. dialed You're either pro or you're either deucing. But today has not been completely producing. Mm. I'm producing. 
I already put the first two hours up of the podcast up. Pro drafting. Go download the podcast. People like your podcast. (laughs) I'm doing my job. Best pro drafter in the entire radio industry, really. Listen, I didn't want to do it during my work hours. Are we doing the varsity now, or are we going to roast Amory's team now? Which which is which? Well, I'm not going to show you my team, so sorry. Your team Maybe tomorrow. That's how embarrassed she is. Yeah, it's I'm actually bad. not embarrassed. Uh, I'm not. What are the odds you make the playoffs this year? What did the yeah? What did the draft analysis say? I have not looked at it yet because I started putting the podcast up for you. I will have a full. I'll look at the break. Okay, so next segment. So next segment. No, Amory. you guys come up with your other content. You guys are rude. <laughs> <laughs> she's a girl. No, no, not at all. No. Bad fantasy football. That's something a girl would say. There you go. (laughs) Right on, right on track. Today's I-9 Varsity League Office 280 at i9sports.com 505-312-4999. All them clinics and leagues are available right now. Flag football, soccer, basketball, baseball, tennis, volleyball, a world of um, distraction for your children's. Go and do that. It's i9sports.com. You'll find the local franchise here. League Office 280 at 9sports.com. Okay, Van. Today's I9 Varsity is the I9 Varsity of uh, of doopy sidekicks, okay? Dip bleep sidekicks. Wait, doopy? Yep. Yes, is yeah. that right? Dip stuff sidekicks. That's yep. what I went with. I'm going to go with uh, Larry. Give me Larry. What? Larry is on the list. Like as in not Curly or Mo. Larry's a bit of a stooge. Mm. So I'm going to put Larry on the list. He is um, just, he's just kind of a numbnut. So, so I'm going to go with him. Doesn't contribute a ton. No, no, he's the butt of most jokes. In most of their defense, not a lot of them do much. I'm going to go with Larry, so you, you make your list the way you want. Okay, I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to bat my cleanup hitter in the leadoff spot today. Oh, boy. Okay, smart. Because this is the best answer of all time. Jar Jar Binks. Aww. Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar. Jar Jar Binks is a bumbling buffoon that almost single-handedly <laughs> Ruined the Star Wars series. Ruined? Almost single-handedly ruined. He is the worst character. He's an idiot. He adds absolutely nothing whatsoever. Yeah. They thought that he would be a smash hit and sell a bunch of toys and kids would love him. But no, kids hated him even more than adults. This was a changing America at that time. He was doing he was doing slave voice. Yes. <laughs> Exactly like, that. Like, don't do slave voice. Like, Correct. It was, it was 1999. Like we, yeah, we should we be were, way past that. We were so removed from yeah. slave voice. Like yeah, we, I, you can't do a voice like that when we had our first black president. Like more than ten years before that, Bill Clinton. That's a good point. Yeah. Also, he's probably better at fantasy football drafts than A. Marie. Mm. A. Marie, who do you got? Um, I got Robin. Yeah, Robin sucks. Um, Boy Wonder often was caught up in tough situations. Batman had to save him constantly. I will. I would put Robin on the list as well. 
Like, how he doesn't you seem to... like a superhero to me. Like, I know he's a sidekick, but he doesn't no, seem he's, like a superhero. Gymnastic. Yeah. Carney gymnast. How are you going to, like, stop supervillains when your partner is, like, go- actively going through puberty at the time and, like, learning about his body yeah. and everything Figured. that goes with it? Figure it out, Dick Grayson, you loser. <laughs> All right, give me. Now, this one is going to be, mm. you guys going to have to, like, unpack this one a little bit. Okay. But I'm going to go with Curly. Hmm. What? Hmm. All right. I very fastly am noticing a trend here. He's a bit of a stooge. He's a butt of most of the jokes. Just um, really, really was bringing, bringing the group down there. Give me Curly. Your answers are bringing the I-9 Varsity down. Next on my I-9 Varsity, I'm going with mm. Patrick Starfish. Aww. He was also a bumbling idiot that added absolutely nothing and set SpongeBob back in every situation. Oh, you don't like Patrick? No way, Marie. <laughs> I don't like Patrick. I've never seen an episode. Patrick Starfish. You've never seen a... He's an idiot. I don't even know what the intro music to it sounds like. He's I just like Jar Jar Binks, but further underwater. That's oh. all he is. Yeah. Okay, so he's the Starfish version of Darby. Got it. Oh! <gasps> Take that back. You can you can try to be funny and trash on my fantasy football all you want, but don't take it out on Darby. Hey. What? I'm going to hold this up to the camera real quick. Break the fourth wall. Did you see who my last answer was? Is it Darby? It is Darby. <laughs> no. I was, I was setting my first three up to knock it out of the park with Darby was my last one. Mm-hmm. Hey, Marie, who you got? Oh, my gosh. I was looking at lists on the Internet. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I just love people's analysis on why. But people, a lot of people are saying Chewbacca. No. I love no. Chewbacca. How dare them? Yeah, he's a good boy. There'd be he's, no Han Solo without come Chewbacca. On. How many times he got Han out of a jam? That's a great sidekick. Yeah, what? <laughs> you think Han could have come anywhere close to 12 Parsons? There's no way. That was what I just said. That was Wookie for this is a big old pile of bull bleep. That's what I yeah, said in Wookie. I heard. Yeah. It's a good answer. Thanks. Super good answer. This uh, this answer is might going to surprise you guys a little bit. Okay. Shrimp. Okay. Detlef Shrimp. Wait, who? Is that what you're talking about? Nope. Nope. Just, uh... He's the... um. Is the stooge that didn't make the cut, Amory? They, oh. they wrote him out. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Shimp. Wrote him out. Next on my I 9 varsity of dip bleep sidekicks, I'm going to go with uh, Lionel from the Thundercats. His sidekick, oh. Snarf. Oh. oh, Snarf sucks. Snarf sucks. He got them in so much trouble so often. All the time. And he always had the same answer for everything. So many. Snarf, snarf. Yeah, just. Yeah, I don't care how sad you say it. You still suck, Snarf. Yeah, also all of Pokemon based off his one word of, 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 of vocalage. What's the little dog with that was with Scooby-Doo? Scrappy-Doo? Yeah, Scrappy-Doo. Scrappy-Doo, a bad sidekick. Is he considered a sidekick? He was, he was an like a, okay sidekick. He was like yeah, a third. He was, he was, yeah, he was a third Z. Yeah. He, okay, what do you call the sidekick to, to the mystery machine? 
I think, yeah, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo were sidekicks to the gang. Okay. Yeah. And then then Scrappy-Doo was the third one. Right. He's a third, well, I guess, seventh wheel, maybe? I don't know. Right. Mo is my final answer. Yeah, Yeah, we know. Um, Bunch of of stooges. You beat me to it, but my last answer is Darby. Dang it. He makes up for it in so many other ways. Gosh, he's so cute. But he is a dip bleep, for sure. Whenever we get back, we'll be done doing radio today. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Program flew by today, didn't it, Amory? My goodness. It always does. I mean, when you're here live in the John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy Studio, have a little tend to have a little fun. There's time a, time flies when you're having fun. There's I've a lot told. going on. Always is. We're gonna talk so much NFL this week. A belligerent amount of NFL this week. I might even sprinkle in a little college football, which I know besides Arch Manning, I know nothing about this year. I've prepared zero. For college football this year. Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. Am I am I getting close? Yeah, you're you're right on point. Okay. That's what I thought. Maybe a Michigan? Maybe yeah, sprinkle in a little spring well Coach Coach Harbrow is gonna be suspended, but Harbra. But I don't know. Um they have a pretty good roster. But I like do you got Heisman? Can you look up Heisman futures? Ooh. You know, let's I look will. up Heisman futures. What Caleb Williams? Uh, Caleb Williams is the smart money. He's probably negative money right now. Mm-hmm. I like Marvin Harrison Jr. Me too. I think he's going to light it up so much that he is going to be the runaway Heisman. Oh, updated yesterday. We got Caleb Will, but Caleb Williams at plus four fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Jaden Daniels at plus eleven hundred. Wait, let's find Marvin. Ooh, Marvin Harrison Jr. right now is plus 2,000. Let's go. Okay, that's my bet. Where's Dylan Hopkins? What? Good question. Bo Nix plus 1,600. Jordan Travis plus 1,400. Oh, boy. J.J. McCarthy plus 1,800. I like that one, too. Where's that kid you super like, that Grayson McCall kid? Is he on there anywhere? What? Didi McCall. Plays for Coastal Carolina. He's like um, the coolest dude of all time. I really don't know how else to describe him. He like, um, he's like if Gardner Minshew was still in college. That's pretty cool. I'm just saying he's like a cool, like, I'm not, I don't I'm not knowing if Coastal Carolina is going to be any good, but like, he's got good social media. He's like real funny. So. Yeah. Social media is important. Ugh. Yeah, you're right. I know. All right, Amory, what's your final grade on your fantasy team? Hey. I'm right in the middle of the pack. If you're talking to what when they analyze and tell you how you're going to finish. All right, let's analyze let's analyze your draft in 3 minutes. Are you okay. number 5 or number 6? I I'm number 5. So you had two keepers. So the top 24 players in the NFL poof, they're gone. Yeah. Run us through lot. your draft real quick. Um, okay, 
So I, my, I'll just go by position. So quarterbacks, I have Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. Not bad. My running backs are Austin Eckler, Jameer Gibbs, Tyler Algier. I was only allowed three. My wide receivers are A.J. Brown, Sky Moore, Paris Campbell, Deontay Johnson, and Jordan Addison. Oh, goodness. I know. You need to trade for some wide receiver action. Well, yeah, we'll see. Um, I got some sleepers. Why are you laughing? Oh, and Zay Flowers. Okay, now Zay Flowers, he's a good WR3. Yeah, no, I, he should, should I, jump think, him. I think he's going to sleep. I think it's going to be a sleeper this year. Okay, who's your tight end? Uh, my tight end, I got Noah Fant, Juwan Johnson. Yeesh, and I know. And then um, going down the list. So we went through like every def- defensive position. So I got Fred Warner as my Skip linebacker. It. Yeah, no, that's we don't care. You don't no, care about that. No, no, thanks. But you care about Daniel Carlson, don't you? It looks to me like you're going to need to trade from the running back position to get some wide receivers. No, no, no. Well, that's why I loaded up on running backs. That's what I'm saying. So, But I'm dudes, not worried. Of the dudes that you have, who are you, like, most comfortable moving? Out of my running back position? Yeah, give us the running back. The reason the why I like Tyler Algier, too, is, like, everyone's hyping up Bijan Robinson. I just don't know what he's going to be. So he might be of trade value. Um, and then, um, what, what? Nothing. Go on. Uh, I don't know what you're laughing at. This segment, like it's in totality. I've never seen anyone. So just ashamed of their fantasy. (laughs) I'm not ashamed of my fantasy football team at all. I took six running backs back to back to back to back to back to start the NFL. It's pretty smart. My friend, you're going to have a lot of. Points on the bench. You should have so took Mixon first. But what I thought, too, is um, I kind of like that, too, because you're taking away from other people. That, yeah, at the end, yeah. they were taking some real booty players. Their, their running back cores were like... They're going to be so mad. Well, a lot of people are, you know, sleeping on the running back these days. Anyways. Yeah, every NFL team. And their front offices. Got Austin Eckler, though. That's a good one. I'm gone for the rest of the week. Van, final words? Don't miss a second of the super sportsy sports action on the opening drive tomorrow morning with Jeff and JJ. That's a very good one. DC's mm-hmm. going to come out with us to Top Golf. Is that right? Stoke. Yeah, man. He's part of the, the boys. He's awesome. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, boy.